Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio on the Airwaves Dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are so, so, so happy that the Droughtlander is over. The Garbage Fire Podcast is all about being unironically passionate to point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. So, speaking of a dumpster, let's just get right into it. <laughs> um, Outlander. Great show. So good. It's back. Season three. Yeah. We may or may not have texted each other through the whole episode. Yeah. Last week. Which started at 10, so I was super surprised that you, like, stayed up and watched it. It was real rough. And yeah. I thought that night, because it ended, like, at 11.15 or something like that. It was a weird time. I was like, I'm sure I'm going to have weird time travel dreams tonight. What did nope. you dream about instead? <laughs> Just Oscar Clefbaum. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm having some, like, subconscious regret over forgetting that he existed <laughs> the Apparently. previous week. <laughs> now you're making up for it for yeah. by dreaming about it. I mean, it, it could be worse. You could be dreaming about, like, Milan Lucic. Oh, that would be... Oh, Nightmare. boy. I'd have to put myself in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Not the dumpster. Maybe the dump. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah. The dumpster you can at least climb out of. That's right. On the walls of the dumpster. Um, yeah, let's talk about Outlander, because it was real good. Ooh. So... Um, spoilers? We're gonna start right off with some spoilers, I guess. I yeah. don't care. Um, so the third book starts after the Battle of Culloden. Yes. Uh, which is a real thing, so that's not a spoiler. <laughs> um, that actually happened. <laughs> and the outcome is not a spoiler. No, uh, the Scots lost, uh, in a big way. Real bad. Yeah. Real bad. So our protagonist, in this case, in that, in that context, anyway, Jamie, he, uh, the, the, the book opens and he thinks that he's dead. Mm-hmm. So he wakes up, but he thinks that he's dead. And I wasn't sure how they were going to do it, because the other two books are mostly told from Claire's perspective. And so then the, the third book is told kind of half and half between Jamie and Claire, which is really good. Um, but they did a really great job with that perspective. Oh, it was beautiful. Especially the just the long, fuzzy takes over his face and then trying to hear like the muffled noises and everything in the background it was gorgeous although by minute like 47 i was just like okay move this device forward yeah but it was beautiful but it was super beautiful and super effective and there were times where you could you were seeing like the camera from his eyesight and so it was blurred yeah. and you know like that whole muffled muted like underwater feeling yeah. um because yeah he legitimately thinks that he's dead well and he wanted to die yeah so He's like, God damn it. Because he, like, I mean, he <laughs> let his, his true love go yeah. back through time, and then he went off to fight, and they weren't expecting to win or anything, I don't no. think. Well, he knew yeah. the outcome. Yeah, well, because someone told him. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Um, but, like, it was so good. It was real good. Yeah. And you and I were talking back and forth about this, because I have trouble differentiating between Frank and Blackjack Randall. Mm-hmm. And Frank's a... You're trying to convince me that Frank's a better man than I give him credit for. He is. It's hard to, though. Especially but, by the end, how toxic the relationship yeah, becomes. Yeah, but, but, I mean, like... Okay, so put yourself in Frank's shoes. When we said spoilers, we meant spoilers. Yeah. So your wife, who, like, you were basically separated from for the entire length of the war... Yes. And you're now, like, on a honeymoon with her in, like, 1946. She vanishes for two years. But on, like, the second day. On, like, the second day of your honeymoon in Scotland and comes back, like, two years later. I'm just saying. Pregnant Frank. with someone else's baby. And Frank is like, okay, 
I mean, I get it. So they move to Boston, and he takes, like, a teaching position at Harvard. And that, I think, he needed, like, the distance from their life yeah. in England totally makes sense. But just that circumstance alone, the simple fact that he didn't, like, cast her out. But still, Frank, like, take a fucking hint. <laughs> <laughs> but what, the, what, what is he going to do, right? I know, do, it's not right? his fault. It's, it's none of his, his fault. fault. It's not his fault that... That Claire went back in time 200 years and met Jamie Fraser. Yes. Like, she could have just as easily, like, been rescued, quote-unquote, by, like, I don't know, Stephen Bonnet, right? And then, Ooh, like, boy. right? That gets worse. That's that gets a spoiler. Worse. Also, yeah. for later on. But, like, do you know what I mean? Like, she could have been rescued by someone like that. Yeah. Or, like, Gayless Duncan's husband back in... Maybe. Right? And then, who? then it's not the same. But she, like, meets, like, the perfect man in... All of the ways. It's real upsetting. <laughs> and then, and then, poor Frank is, knows that he's second fiddle. Yeah. Well, well, yes and no because he, there's a blanket will yeah. not discuss. But he, but they don't discuss it because it's an uncomfortable truth that he doesn't want to deal with. Yeah, but then he asks Reverend to research it for him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I feel real bad for Claire. I feel real bad for Claire. Why so? Because they, they have a number of fights where she she's very cold to him. And I get why. She's pregnant with someone else's baby. And it's like her, like, and her, he like, wants to just soulmate. refresh. Yeah. And start over. And she's massively pregnant and probably feels incredibly unsexy. And he wants to, like, touch her. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and it's not like, just that she's ugh. pregnant. But, she, yeah, she's pregnant with someone else's baby. And then someone else is, like... Perfect. Her soulmate. Yes. If that's a thing that's real. Yes. And like, yeah, okay, fair enough. But then the the fact that like later on, obviously we haven't seen it yet in the show, but in the book, like their Claire's daughter, Brianna, like she loves Frank. She does. And he dotes on her. Yeah. And that's like the redeeming part of him, is that like once the baby's born, he's all in. That's true. As a father. And Maybe not as in, a husband yes. in this, on the same level, right. um, but he's all in as a father. But that's why I think he uses her, well, Brianna, of course, as some, like, manipulation at the end. Because if Claire doesn't do what he wants, he'll mm-hmm. just take away Brianna, which is like... Mm-hmm. Uh, which in she ain't yours, bro. Yeah, but in that time period, like he could have. Yes. Right. Because there would there was that episode where, of course, Claire was in the hospital, and they all thought she was crazy, and you know, like there's all of that, right? Oh, and how that male professor treated her. Oh, oh I wanted to rage. I believe the text that I got in all caps was "What the fuck?" <laughs> Three lines, <laughs> and I knew it was exactly. Horrible. Yeah. She said something incredibly intelligent and insightful. It was about women at Harvard Law, wasn't it? Or women in the Harvard Med School? Because, the, the, yeah, it was about how Harvard Law had, like, just started admitting women. Yeah, and she was talking about politics. Yeah. The relevance of certain opinions in, like, the public sphere. And he was just like, well. He, he, he pulled out a well, actually, so <sighs> fast that I'm sure it hurt him. Yeah. Especially because Claire was taken incredibly seriously in the 1700s. Which is kind of ridiculous. By many different yeah. people. But I guess when she, like, she does things that, like, they didn't know were possible, right? And they then didn't really address it respect. in the, in yeah, the yeah, show, yeah. but, like, in the book, in the first book, when Jamie gets his hand all smashed, and he's a left-handed, like, he does everything left-handed, and so it's his left hand that's all smashed. Yeah. And he just assumed, I'm sure, that he was going to lose his hand. And she, like painstakingly reset the bones and whatever which is something that no one would have ever done yeah 
Um, so yeah, she did all these things that like no one really expected that she would be able to do, and they did take her very seriously. Mm-hmm. They and, kind of thought she was a witch too. So but wouldn't you though? Like <laughs> that's part of it. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you think she was a witch? Because I mean, how do you? Because I was talking to my kids the other day. We were talking about um, how to explain the world, right, and like worldviews and stuff. And so we were talking about the Enlightenment in in France and how that kind of changed people's opinions of like how the way society maybe should function. And I said, but yeah, but like think about this: when people didn't know that the Earth revolved around the sun, some people believed that like the sun was pulled across the sky in a chariot because yeah. you needed a way to explain things. And so like, you know, in the in the 18th century, you have this woman who comes back and like knows how to do things. And, and is, you know, a healer, ultimately. They won't call her a doctor because she's a woman, but she's a healer. Yeah. And she's doing these things that, like, they've never seen healers do before. Wouldn't you think she was a little bit magical? Well, especially when they're so intensively religious, too. Yes. Yeah, and, like, things that aren't explained are, like, miracles or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, I would think she was a bit of a witch if I didn't know any better. And, like, in, that, in the first book, and they didn't do it, I mean... They kind of glossed over it again in the show, but when she tells Jamie about, like, he doesn't believe her at all. No. You know? Like, and I don't know if I would have either. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's so bizarre. But it's incredible. So good. (laughs) It's so, so, so good. And it's, like, really good storytelling. That's maybe what I like the best about it. It's very powerful. And I really like the, like, 50s aesthetic in the show. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's good. Boston looks beautiful. Boston is beautiful. I'm sure it is. I've never been. But yeah, like the... And and it's funny too, Claire, having come back from, you know, the past and also having been a combat nurse and like her childhood she spends with her uncle and he takes her on these like archaeological digs and whatever. So she didn't really have a normal upbringing, which I think actually probably suited her very well for... Oh, absolutely. The time travel bits of things because otherwise she would have just been like... Where's my toilet? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, like, there's that scene in in the last episode where she's, like, bringing the the firewood by herself. And she's, like, massively pregnant. Yeah. And the neighbor's just like, oh, let me help you with that. And she's like, no, I've got it. And so she's, like, developed this independence that's sort of this this strength that she had to have to get through all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's one of the reasons why, at the end, her and Frank drift apart. Because she's out of place there. She's yeah, she's out of place in her own time. Yeah, and she belongs back in Jamie's time with him. Which is really interesting because there's no way in hell Jamie could survive in the present. No, like not or her present. No, our present. Well, that would I, be. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um. Oh, jeez. Um. Yeah, so, like, thinking about, you know, in the first episode of the first season, how there was, like, the ghost standing outside, yeah. and, like, it's supposed Obviously to be Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. Um, I've thought a lot about that, and, like, how they're gonna close really that out. Like that I loved story. it. I didn't I thought like it was it. great. Because it doesn't make sense for Frank to see him. But it... Or for him to be there. No, but... in her time... We talked about this last Yeah, no, but time. that's why I think it's interesting, because <laughs> she tells him the circumstances of, like, how she got there, and so, like... If he is a ghost, then he could just, like, do the thing. I don't know, and get there, right? Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? I'm just saying, I don't know. I know. I don't know how to <laughs> feel about that. I think I think it's interesting. I think the fact that Frank saw the ghost is a fascinating thing before he even knew, you know, before any of the, before any of this ever happened. And so it, like, lends some, some credence to my theory that, like... I know, and I'm not happy with that. Because <laughs> I thought I articulated myself you articulated, very you well did. last week. You absolutely articulated yourself very well, but I was thinking about... And this about, is Diana and you punching a hole in that. 
But this is, I was thinking about that because of the way that, like, Claire doesn't fit in her own time, right? In, in, In the present that she's meant to be in based on when she was born. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about the ghost thing, and I was like, oh, I wonder how far they're, A, they're going to take this show, and B, yeah. you know, how they're going to resolve that little bit, at because the, they have to, they have to come back to that, and maybe it's just, like, the indication that, like, when it's over, it just starts again, right? Like, there's I just know, this continuum. Like I love I it! I like that. But just imagine a, a Claire going back in time and meeting Jamie for the first time. Yeah. Like... But I... See, I feel that lacks closure, in a sense. And I think you think the opposite. Because Jamie's wonderful. <laughs> That's really all it is. That's true. He's great. He's so great. And he was, oh God, what emotional acting in that episode. Mm-hmm. Ugh. At the end when he like shows up back at home with, his sister, with Jenny. Yeah. And like, oh, does that mean that, like, Jenny, does that Jenny. mean that like this week we're going to see her pour the boiling water into his gaping leg wound? Which is the thing that saves his life. Yes. Because Claire taught Jenny how to, like, sterilize things. And so, like, it's described reasonably vividly in the book about how he was held down by, like, Ian and a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. And Jenny just, like, poured boiling water in this, like, festering festering wound. wound That's, like, days old, deep to the bone. Yeah. Because when when he and Claire first um, (laughs) reconnect when she comes back to Scotland, she asks him, what happened? What happened to his leg, and or like when this happened? And he's like, about you know, however many hours after I last saw you, because it was right, like she left, and then like the yeah. battle was like immediate. Um, Which is also a very interesting concept about how really he was not supposed to live, mm-hmm. and yet she is the one, she is the present, she is the influence that allows him to live. Mm-hmm. I know. Which is a very interesting look at like what her personal impact is because in season one and season two she was like well nothing we've done has any effect whatsoever and everything's happening to her because like she's experiencing all these things for the first time in like this new environment and and these new people and whatever whereas Mm -hmm. she she's like becoming part of jamie's world but any effect that they want to to change Mm -hmm. like the bunny prince charles bullshit has no effect but she allows mm-hmm. for Jamie to live. She does. She does. But you also wonder too, like, would would he still have lived? Because he's like essentially given um, amnesty by. But that's only because Claire right, was there. Right. But would it have happened had she not been there? No. Are you sure? Sure. Interesting. Because weren't they like screwing in the forest? Mm, yes, that's true. And he, yeah, okay, fair enough. He bumbled into them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good word for it. Thank you. He did bumble into them. Absolutely. And then... And Jamie spared his life. And yeah. broke his arm in the process, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That is correct. Um, yeah. So for people who've never read or watched Outlander, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm super sorry. I'm not, though. Like, not no, even a little it's bit. real good. It's so good. It's real good. And, like... It's a bit schmaltzy. There are bits of it that are a little bit schmaltzy, I think. But like I said last time, that doesn't... That doesn't and should not lessen its artistic storytelling. No, because the storytelling is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, she has woven an incredibly, um, intensely intricate Mm -hmm. world. Like, it's fascinating. It is. And, like, even just, like, the family trees that you have because of Roger. Like, it's just, it's fascinating how it all fits together. Yeah. And how well thought out it is. And I don't think 
in my reading anyway that I've noticed any like glaring plot holes in terms of like how people are connected and how they show up in certain places. No. The only issues that I have are with the rape devices and yeah. terms, but other and just sometimes they're like five hundred pages too long. But Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes there's a lot of things that could be said quicker. Yeah. Which maybe, like, the TV series format will f- work for. Which I'm so excited for next episode, because next episode is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. It's him going to prison. It's him escaping from prison for those few moments. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so good. John yeah. Gray. So when he, like, lives in the cave, are we just going to see a whole bunch of Jamie just, like, hanging out in the cave? Just grown awful, the awful worst beards. beards. And they're just, they, that's the one criticism with the show yeah they have a terrible beard budget they do because they look so fake yeah i mean and like sam human grows an okay beard have we are there photos that yeah yeah he's growing like a deal they're going on a google machine (laughs) like he he can grow an okay beard but obviously like for what they're trying to do they had to like enhance the the beard that he has and because he spends like what seven years living in a cave yeah something like that um Oh, okay. Yeah, like, he can grow an okay beard, but, like, they clearly didn't have the time for him to grow a seven-year beard um, on the show. Hmm. Like, Patrick Eves, he is not. No. But also, Patrick Eves' beard is, like, It needs a little bit of trim. I saw a picture of him today with his kids, and it was, like, Dad's first day of training camp. Like, first day of school. I thought it was really cute. And I was like, oh, your beard is wonderful. I saw, or I was, one of my students... Um, has like an incredible beard and he's like 16 it's bizarre (laughs) and he's like this big he's on the football team he's like this big kind of sandy blonde gingery guy so he's got like a ginger beard yeah and all the guys on the team are like so prepubescent (laughs) compared to him and I was like Yo, do you use like beard oil on your beard? And you're like, yeah, well, sometimes. And I'm like, that's... dude, you don't even shave once a month. Like, that's so funny. <laughs> you're looking for tips where I don't think you need them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, Outlander, it's good. I'm happy that it's back. Good. So psyched for tomorrow night. Yeah. Oh, God. It's really good, too. The Packers play tomorrow with the late game. Mm-hmm. So I'll get to watch that and it'll just like swing Slide right into right Outlander. In. Uh, so it's just gonna be like four and a half hours of beautiful men that I enjoy on the television. Is there anything better? Not really, no. 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 Yeah, so that's, uh, that's you should watch Outlander and or read it. It's good stuff. Yeah, I definitely suggest reading the books before you watch the show. Don't read the second book, it's terrible. Yeah. Well, I think... Hmm. That's hard. Because I think there's important stuff in there yeah because is the second one the first one where they tell the story with Bree and with roger and they go yes. back and forth oh and yeah and so forth. that part is important so you do yeah. need the you need the present stuff for sure yeah you don't really need the past stuff because there's a lot of it that's that the show i think did better yeah like her working in the hospital and yeah the first pregnancy and whatever but, like, the first book is so, so good. I it love is. it. I remember telling somebody, like, they're like, oh, it looks so long. I was like, I know it's a long book, but you should just read it. And I was like, yeah. you will love Jamie Fraser. If you don't love him by the end of chapter four, just give up, because you won't. Well, and it was, the show on Sunday was a little bit depressing, because we didn't see Murtaugh. Other than that one scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling that Jamie next time is going to be graving him pretty hard. Yeah. And Murtaugh was great. He was. Such a good character. Um, but it was really, like, in the first two seasons, they spent a lot of time, like, you know, you get to know all these, like, clansmen of Jamie's, right? Mm-hmm. And all of his, like, his relatives. And now they're all dead. Yep. Because, spoilers, 
Everybody died except for Jamie somehow. By happenstance. Literally by happenstance. But by happenstance because it was a purity of his character and that's so frustrating. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. That's true, yeah. Well, but it wasn't really all that pure. Like, he was, you know... Well, the purity of his character. Banging his, he's like banging his no, wife in the forest as... with like it, his cousins like five feet away from him. Yeah, it was the 1700s. There's no privacy. I don't know. But by the purity in the sense that someone believes they owe him a life debt for that. Yeah. But I mean, he very easily could have killed yeah. John Gray. Like very, very, very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't. And it's... That motherfucking aristocracy that saves him. That's <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> that that society that he'll never be part of because yeah. he's a left-handed, red-headed Highlander. Yeah. So he's got this three things. Irony. He's this got three things irony. against him. <laughs> and I don't know which is worse: that he's red-headed, or that he's a Highlander, or that he's a lefty. Mm. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to say. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you're left-handed in that time period, that was like, yeah, you know, the well, devil's even hand. Like, 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Let's just just slide that one. Yeah. Anyway. Slide that one aside. Watch some Outlander. It's good stuff. Watch Outlander and then join us for our weekly tweet fest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We'll... Yeah. I'll take over that one. Um, so, (laughs) speaking of Twitter, I was gonna point this out to, like, Kelsey quit Twitter. She hasn't really quit Twitter. Because she's, like... Have ninety five percent quit Twitter. <laughs> That's like sixty percent of the time. It works every time. Um, no, she tweets a lot on our pod account. I don't tweet a lot though. That uh, was like three tweets. Um, no, the majority of the tweets that come out of our pod account are now from Kelsey. Um, I basically am only like tweeting out episodes and pleas for questions, and she does the rest. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so she didn't quit Twitter at all. But I don't tweet like from me i'm not talking about me unless you like have like the kelsey tweet (laughs) which is like once a week (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying i'm it's it's good for me because i'm i honestly am not on it that much anymore that's fair but you got into a fight ish the other day i know no 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 it wasn't a fight i hate immediately i was just like i hate you malcolm what did you No, it wasn't a fight because you know what they're all very nice they are and they were like jiving me yeah pretty hard for that yeah and And they're still not 100 percent certain that it wasn't me just tweeting at myself so i know and i'm still like quite upset about it so you can check out our twitter if you want um malcolm sends a revised like calgary flames parade route um, just to me and I was like well this is what Twitter for why aren't you on Twitter and he's like can you please tweet it for me and it's like oh I quit I quote unquote quit Twitter but so I think is this the next thing we're going to talk about anyway yeah sure I'm like, no I it, yeah it is I'm it like is. doing a really good job S- subconscious on segues, segues. So we want to talk about, like, the Calgary Flames arena situation. Not that we know anything about it, but, like, just the notion that, like, billionaire sports owners feel that they can, like, ask municipal governments for money for new buildings or funding for teams or whatever. Yeah. Um, so in Calgary, there's, like, an arena thing, because I don't know if anyone's been to the Saddle Dome, but it's kind of garbage. Um, I know people love it, and I get that, because that's, like, what you're used to for your team or whatever. But, like, as far as buildings go, it needs, you know... An overhaul, and by overhaul I mean a knockdown, maybe. Mm. Um, I've sat at the top of the saddle dome before, and the sight lines are real bad. It, yeah, you're real close to the roof. Yeah, it's like startling. But that was the 
distinctive design. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and so there was, you know, talk about the Flames uh, organization um, and the city, Calgary City Council, in negotiations with, you know, about a new arena deal. And I, apparently Calgary City Council, like, proposed a deal where they would kick in a third. Yeah. And uh, the team would kick in a third and the other third would come from, like, ticket surcharges. Yeah. Um, and I understand, like, why fans might be upset about that because... If you're paying, like, especially if you're a resident of Calgary, you're paying taxes that are going towards arena funding, and then you also have to pay, to pay like, a surcharge. I, so yeah. I get, I understand why people, like, might not be super happy about that. Um, but I think it's... It sucks. It sucks. The whole thing is stupid, because, like, stupid. if you want a new building for your team, build a fucking building for your team. Yeah. You own the team. So and build when- the fucking building. I want to be clear, like, we also think that what happened here in Edmonton was dumb. Oh, it was stupid. Like, like it was insane. We're not saying that we did it right and Calgary's doing it No. Wrong. Like, all of it is stupid. No, it's dumb. Yeah. Like, the whole thing is ridiculous. Um, and I feel like, I feel like the cities in, in this, and especially in Canada, I think, get, feel a little bit handcuffed by the teams in that yeah. respect. And I think the teams know that and take advantage of it. Of course. Right? Like, There's definitely some gaslighting happening. Oh, for sure. To the city and fans. Um, so I find it interesting that like, people that I follow on Twitter, like Flames fans, are just like, yeah, okay, good. Have fun in Seattle. Like, they're just yeah. not even... It's surprising. It is kind of surprising. But I feel like, you know, at the same time, they don't want to be held hostage yeah. by the, the ownership of their team. Because I think that they saw the threats happen here and they were yeah. like, well, okay then. I mean, and like, we can't... I think this is the thing, though. Um, I don't know so much about Calgary, um, but I know here in Edmonton, like, I know that our downtown needed something. Yeah. Like, there needed, to, absolutely true. needed to be some rejuvenation downtown. Because um, now there's, like, people downtown and stuff happening downtown because there's events at the arena. And I'm not saying that the way it happened was good. No. Because I don't feel like the team and Daryl Cage should have been able to, like, do that. Handcuff city council. But if it means that there's more residential space downtown and more retail and commercial space downtown and like places for people to go and restaurants and bars and for people to live for people to yeah for people to like make their lives downtown i'm okay with that yeah because like what we don't need is another suburb like south of 41st avenue southwest which is like practically in leduc like we don't need more of that we need we and need we infill don't want for it sure. Canada, like it is in Ottawa. No, because that's stupid. When Riva and I were driving um, through Ottawa, we I took like a kind of like an informal timing of how long it took to get out there, and it it's is far. far. Chris's uncle lives out there, and it's far. It's far from the city, and like on a day where like maybe the weather's not great or the roads aren't great, yeah. and your team's garbage, like why would you want to go out there? I hear it. Yeah. So like to have to have the arena downtown, like I get it. Mm-hmm. I just wish they had gone about it differently. Um, And, like, I went to quite a few games last year, like, more than I thought I would, and concerts and stuff like that, and everyone is really afraid of, like, oh, traffic's gonna be terrible, but every time I went, it was fine. The only time traffic's really bad is if you're parking in one of the parkades, like, right by the building, and then it takes a while to get out, because... Sometimes, because there's just people, but it's like... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot. Th- Twenty thousand people just left a building. I'll wait five minutes till yeah. we can leave. Like most of the times, I've gone I've either parked at the Pine Downtown or I've gone to um, the Library Parkade because only yeah. ten bucks to the Library Parkade instead of twenty or twenty-five, and it's a bit of a walk, but it's not like a long walk. No. And you're out in no time. Mm-hmm. It's just like going to see something at the Citadel. Like it's the exact same wait time or whatever, and it's not that bad. 
But I imagine mm-hmm. it'll get better when there's more stuff built, too. Yeah. And there's places for people to go after the game. Now there's not really a lot. There's, like, Denizen. Mercer. Mercer. You can walk down to the Pine and the New Hudson's if you want. Yeah. But there's not, like, a ton of stuff. So give it, you know, two years' time when there's, like, more, more. things. And that movie theater. Well, and when the... You know. Um, that hotel next to it yeah. is finished and all that. And so yeah. there's going to be more... So, like, there's a lot of good things happening in downtown Edmonton because of that arena which yeah. wouldn't have happened without it no but being trying to handcuff the city into like paying for it is stupid is dumb yeah unless you know and I, I liked the the deal that I saw that the Calgary City Council had proposed and that they would get like property tax revenue and whatever and like a guarantee that there'd be hockey in Calgary for another 35 years and like all these kind of things yeah. and absolutely like if you're gonna build but how and really that is a fi- the most fair deal that you could get in that situation. Yeah. So like so Ken King has to pay a third of the cost. Yeah. Okay. And, and also he wants to pay none of it? Yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Ken King. Yeah, he basically wants to pay none of it. There's but, a lot of good jokes about him leaving yeah. because he didn't want to pay taxes here, so he set up his businesses elsewhere. It's like, yeah. okay, pal, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, like, it's really interesting to me. And, like, I was going to do some looking into it, um, but I didn't because I went for brunch this morning. <laughs> I don't know. But I was thinking about, like, um, Cowboy Stadium, like, the in, in, in Dallas. It was a billion dollars mm-hmm. that they spent on that thing. I want to go there someday. I want to go to Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis because it was a billion dollars. I'd like to see what a billion dollars buys you. I think that, well, especially Cowboy Stadium, I think I would have, like, an anxiety meltdown just because there's be so many people. Well, they had to, like, make a new scoreboard rule in the NFL because of the scoreboard in Cowboy Stadium because it's so big. What was the rule? Um, I can't remember, like, if the ball hits the scoreboard just because the scoreboard is so big. And oh. it hang Yeah, like, it's huge. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, but when I was in, living in Ireland, one of the guys that was in the PhD program, um, and he was living uh, in residence with some people that I knew from my program, he's from just outside Dallas, and he went home for Christmas, and his high school football team was in, like, the state 5A championship, and they played at Cowboy Stadium. And oh. so after, yeah, so after, after Christmas, when we were all back, and we'd gone out for, for beers one night after class, he was showing me pictures of, like, this Cowboy and it's just, like, unreal. Yeah, I can It's imagine. so cool. But, like, I don't know. I don't know what the financing was like on that. I'm sure somebody had to pay something that they didn't want to have to pay for. Oh, well, you know. yeah. Of course. But, and those if things. If it's not even just, like, the fans. No, and but, but, like, a football stadium, too. Like, it's way less likely that you're going to use a football stadium for other stuff. At least with a hockey rink. Like, there's the hockey, but you, there's other things that take place. It's a concert arena, too. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, in Edmonton, it was the, for, like, the rodeo. And, you know, like, there's... There's tennis happening in Northlands. Yeah. Right so there's, like, other uses for it. Yeah. Not And it's not just, like, a purpose-built thing. Yeah. But, I don't know. It just seems weird to me that, like, billionaires saying they don't want to spend their own money. My dad made the point last night, we were talking about this, is like, that's how they're rich, is by not spending their own money. Yes, of course. But my counter-argument to that is like, we tell poor people, well, you can't afford it, so don't buy it. Um, And if that's the case, Ken King, you can't afford a new arena, then don't buy it. (laughs) Don't build it. Right? Like... Yeah, but since when have rich white men loved to hear the answer no? I'm gonna go with never. Mm. Talking about the French Revolution and Social 20 right now. Speaking of rich white guys who don't like the... <laughs> connection. Yeah, who don't want to hear the word no. 
Um, I started showing them um, the Filthy Cities Paris documentary from the BBC. Oh, Have you ever seen, seen it? Either. Oh, it's so gross. It's like it just talks about all the conditions, like sort of like the socioeconomic conditions in Paris at the time of the revolution, and like just the smells, and just because of because the Seine isn't a tidal river, and so oh, gotcha. you know the sewage doesn't get washed away like it does in other places and like they so this guy goes around and he's done this in a bunch of different cities and he goes around and he like tries to recreate the smell so he went to like a perfumery and they made this like eau de paris essentially and it was like it was like urine and like smelly shoes and rotting meat and like all this and they like yeah it was really cool that you could make this and then they took it around and had people smell it right and that was just like a quick little whiff of something in a jar not like the city in front of you. Well, Paris smells pretty bad now. Yeah, when I the last time I was there was like in the summertime. It was awful. Yeah, it was real bad. I was yeah. only there for three days, and I wanted to get the fuck out. When I was there, the I was there, I've been there twice. And when I was there the first time, it was like the end of February, mm-hmm. and it was okay, like because you, you didn't have that heat adding to the smell. Yeah. Um, but in the summertime, it was real gross. Um, but yeah, it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Super, super fascinating. Cool. Um, but yeah, talking about you know time periods where rich white dudes don't want to hear the answer no also then yeah um so yeah i don't know build an arena don't build an arena i don't care send the flames to seattle i don't care it doesn't matter yeah, they're not going to it's but yeah. even if they did it's not like there wouldn't be another nhl team in calgary within like a year mm-hmm. right so yeah but i think what's interesting too is like gary batman said you know, without a new arena, there's going to be some challenges and whatever. And he was in that, like, weird, threatening, bobblehead way of his. And I was like, dude, there's a team in Arizona. Sorry for, like, the two Coyotes fans that probably listen to this. But, like, let's stop pretending that, that, that the NHL is okay. <laughs> isn't propping that team up. Yeah. Right? When there's, like, Florida struggles with attendance, Tampa struggles with attendance... I have no idea if the Carolina Hurricanes exist right now. <laughs> like, I think they might. Are they still a team? I feel, yeah, they do. Yeah, they're still a team. They won a Stanley Cup once. I remember. Um, is <laughs> Jeff Skinner still there? Yeah. Barely. Is he 45 now? Like, I, I honestly no, know absolutely No, he's absolutely approximately nothing. 14. Okay. Um, he of ages course. like Ryan Eugene Hopkins. <laughs> so when Jeff Skinner is 35, he will probably look 20. Mm, I got that same gene, so I can't say anything It's true. About it. You really kind of do. Um, and uh, the other sportsy thing that I think is funny is Matt Duchesne. I feel bad for the guy. Okay, what is happening? Because I just saw the photo of him looking <laughs> sad, holding in front of the green With screen. With the stick, whatever. yeah. So, okay. But, 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 but... Have you seen all the other Oilers pictures where they're just looking serious at that camera? Mm-hmm. So... But then he said something. Okay, he said... Is that what people are quoting? Yes. And adding it to that picture? Yes. Okay. Okay. I, would, I didn't know that connection. So, okay. So here's here's what I know. I don't know a lot. Um, Matt Duchesne is a very good hockey player. And mm-hmm. he's got two years left on his contract. Go to New Jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> And do it soon so we can, like, add it to the thing that we're working on. (laughs) Um, Oh, no. We work so hard we can't revise it anymore. um, So, okay. So, he he was in, like, there was talks about trading him um, last year at the trade deadline. And then again at the draft, like, is, you know, Deshane on the move or whatever. And he absolutely needs to be on the move. Yeah. But he's under contract, so he had to report to camp. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't. He wasn't. He's not holding out, right? Um... And so he's there. And so he's making $6 million a year. And I guess that there's, like, some interest from um, 
teams like maybe Nashville or Carolina or New Jersey. Probably. God, I want them to. That'd, That'd be, be amazing. It'd be so good. It would be such oh, it would be so good for that team. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, um, and so basically, what what's happening is that like he doesn't really want to be there because the Avalanche okay. are garbage. Yeah. And I think when your name is in in trade rumors time and again. It's soul crushing. I think so. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, we've seen it happen. And so, like, I think I think that's part of it. And, and so he reported to camp. He's not holding out on, on training camp because he's under contract and whatever. Um, and, but he just said that he's there out of respect for his teammates. Right. Okay. That's what he said. And so it's like Marshawn Lynch I'm being like, I'm, here, yeah. just, I'm just here so I don't get right. fined, which is, like, the best thing in the world yeah. when he does that. But, yeah, so he was just there, like, out of respect for his teammates at the start of at the start of camp. And I think for those teammates, I think it sucks, right? Because they've also got, like, Gabe Landeskog and... Um, they have, like, very good young Nathan talent. McKinnon. They just have a terrible GM. Like, yeah. we thought we had a bad GM. I think Joe Sack. I love Joe Sackick as a hockey player. But, like, just because you were good at playing the hockey doesn't yeah. mean you're good at deciding the hockey. Like, just don't. Yeah. We've seen that happen with coaches before. <laughs> What? I feel like we're speaking from experience. <laughs> um. So yeah, he he's certainly like he's there at camp because he has to be, um, and it feels like Joe Sakic is waiting for like the right thing, the perfect deal, which is not going to happen. No, especially now that everyone knows how miserable Duchesne is being there. I see um, a return of Andy Green and <laughs> Keith Blockade. <laughs> 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 and who's the third? No, they can't get rid of, Ke- of, of Kincaid because they need somebody to. Blockade's his twist. They need they need a backup goalie. First night. Yeah. Um, who's the third or who's the second and third that Jersey could get rid of? I don't know. Mm, I don't want to say Rico. No, although it would it would just be sad. It would be, but I mean, Duchesne's better, so it'd be okay. Hundred percent. Uh, um. <laughs> Not Miles Wood, because I'm on board with Miles Wood. <laughs> oh, really? I had yes. not noticed. <laughs> I don't want to get rid of Paul Mary either. Welcome to the New Jersey Devils fan cast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we're going to have to get Game Center, aren't we? Fuck. Some lots of stupid games. Streaming sucks. It really does. Um, yeah, so that's the Duchesne thing. And, like, it sucks because he's a good hockey player, and, like... <sighs> But at the same time, and I mean, whatever. At the same time, like, yeah, he's a human being as well. But, like, he's also going to get paid $6 million a year to play hockey even in a place that he doesn't want to be. Yeah. Right? So, like, I get it. What's what's it like in Colorado in terms of the fans? Do they want him gone? Are they No, I don't think so. Side? No, I think they they want him there. So it's but a top-down management yeah. situation. Yeah, and I, but I think, I think there are some people that would like for him to go for his own sake, right? Like, yeah. just to be somewhere where he's wanted. Yeah. Because I think that's hard, too, when you're... A player somewhere like you're not really wanted. I think we've worked in areas of this experience. What? No, what? <laughs> please, please tell me more. I don't know. Where people don't value our hard work. And yeah, how crushing that is. Yeah, it is pretty crushing. Yeah, um, and it's also hard to watch other people go through that too. Oh boy, is right? it right? Like whether it's people that you know personally or people that you admire on the television, <laughs> and you're like, you know, but it, it's hard to <laughs> yes. admire on the television. Well, you know, um, <sighs> from afar on the TV. And maybe, like, meet at an autograph session once. Um. <laughs> From afar and up close. <laughs> all, all varieties of distance. <laughs> but, like, I think that's really hard. And it's hard to watch, right? Like, it's hard yeah. to see people 
you know, about, yeah. and people knowing that they're not valued and their contribution isn't valued. But it's just really interesting to me that it's like, it's Duchesne. Like he's he made the last Olympic team. He's a great player. He's a very good hockey player. Yeah. And so I'm not. I mean, and he's the kind of piece like he's like the Taylor Hall, yeah, piece, right? And so like, he should you should be able to get Something a decent for return for him, but. Joe Sackick maybe isn't even as good at his job as Peter Trelli, and so it'll be like one for one, but it'll literally be like the ghost of Sean Brown. Like, it's not even <laughs> going to be a real player, right? So, um, or Dominic Pittis. Shout out to Catherine for that one. Oh. Um, <laughs> if she listens, then she'll get the joke. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of the thing. And it sucks, though, because, like, you know, training camp, and they talk a lot about, like, you know, the team's like, oh, we're ready to be together. And I'm like, just shut up. No one cares. Like, you know, we're ready to, like, build as a team or whatever, and then you have this, like, Other thing. separate toxic thing. Yeah. What's, yeah, and it's very toxic. And what's the point and in, like... And it's very public. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, so that sucks. Like, and yeah. good for him for saying something that was very political and safe. Yeah. Because... Yes. Without, you know, ostracizing himself further or whatever, exactly. right? And making it worse. Not even just for his teammates, but as, you know, an outsider. Yeah, and just to be like, I'm here out of respect for my teammates. And that's fair, right? Mm-hmm. Because those teammates deserve... They're not caught... It's not their fault this situation yeah. is happening. Exactly. Right? It's not even really just Shane's fault. No. Um, do we want to keep talking about the sports and the thing with the, the painting? Yeah. yeah. Look I at was us. Real angry about all it. of our sports angry today. I was today. real angry about it. So I know you were. Everybody knows, I'm sure, the Connor McDavid painting that was done. Yeah, by Lauren Hunter. Shout yes. out, former student of mine. She's amazing. She's incredible. That piece of art is truly a piece of art. Yeah. And I was so frustrated when I saw the press conference where she obviously wanted to get Connor to sign it. Tried really hard. To contact, yeah. she wanted him to sign it so they could make prints, so they could sell them for charity. And yeah. she was selling to the Youth Empowerment um, yes, Society right. in, in in Edmonton. Yeah, um, and that didn't work out. They've already got the prints like on order or whatever, so the prints aren't going to be signed, which is fine. Which is fine because I want one of those prints. And yeah. I don't care if it's signed. But what I found was very troubling is there was a scrum that McDavid was in, and the reporter said, "Have you seen?" This painting that's been done of you, they're looking for you to sign it. Are you going to sign it? it? And what Connor says is, JJ, what's the right answer here? And everyone in the press laughs. Yeah. And all I keep thinking about is a woman who painted this thing Mm -hmm. and how she's a massive fan. Mm -hmm. And to everyone, it's a joke for him to even... Yeah. Try to sign it. Yeah. Well, and, I'm, like, you can't do that? No. Like, you can't, you can't just sign this painting no. that someone put 70 hours into. I get it. It's weird that it's your face. I get that. Yeah. But you are a public sports entertainer. Yeah. Entertainer is the key word there. On press day, we saw it on the Devils, on their, like, Instagram, each of the players had, like, stacks of things to sign. Yeah. Yeah, so and that's So this for, is a part of your job. Yeah. And, like, I asked her about it, too, because, uh, and I was like, what are you going to do with it? She's like, I think I'm going to keep it. She's like, I very rarely keep my own stuff. And she's like, I'm going to keep it for a while, anyway. And, like, how cool is that to have, like, an autographed painting yeah, that you've done? that you've done. Like, it's so, and she is a massive fan. And she's and super fucking she talented. she had to go to get it to him? Yeah, like, her, yeah. To get it to yeah. the U of A guy? Yeah. To give it to Matt Benz? To Matt Benz to take to practice with yeah. him? Yeah, like, 
Whereas... Fuck you, Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. That's petty and sick and gross. And so, like, so Connor's little shout out to JJ um, is JJ Bear, their communications director, yeah. and he's um, notoriously uncommunicative. And which Joseph is Stalin apparently <laughs> super ironic because he's the communications director and he doesn't. There's nothing that gets by. No, him. there's nothing, that, and that's one of the things that's super super frustrating about the Oilers because on the the flip side, on Twitter uh, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, um, my buddy Andrew mm-hmm. was wearing his like Michael Backlund jersey and tweeted right at Backlund. It was like, hey, I'm gonna be around the Saddle Dome all day tomorrow. Can you sign this? And he's like, yeah, just wait outside after practice. I'll come. Yeah. And I hope it happens. Like, maybe it doesn't happen. Who knows? But I'm sure it will. Maybe back then, like, something but will call him direct away. direct engagement. Right to the player. And right didn't, didn't the have player. to ask JJ or, like, the Cal- no. Calgary's version of JJ if that was okay to, like, you know. Like, for Edmonton to say, you know, we are made up of our fan base, you really treat your fan base like shit. They do. And they... It's, it sickens me. And, like, so I And found to laugh. To laugh. To laugh about it, yeah. Well, oh. and, like, you could tell that Connor was kind of uncomfortable with the question. Yes, he and, did like, not it, want to talk about it at and all. And he didn't know how to answer it because, no. like, I think I think he's a good enough person that he, like, would have been like, yeah, I'd love to sign it. But he had to double-check and make sure that was okay? Like, fuck off. That's gross. And, and to That's me, like, so what I found really interesting when I was in Green Bay, like, when, when we stopped and we were watching the guys, like, come out for practice, every day during training camp that they have an open practice... Kids line up with their bikes, yeah. and like players come and like pick the kids' bike, and then they like ride it to across the street to the practice facility. Mm-hmm. And if it's like a little tiny kid, they'll like usually just pick the bike up and like hold hands with the kid and walk. And it's adorable, mm-hmm. and it's free. It doesn't cost the team a thing, and it is fan engagement like to the max. Yeah, and people, I was there, and I was just like, this is the coolest thing in the world. And I'm 34. Yeah. I was like, I wish I had a bike and was a child. (laughs) Like, you know, just to, like, be there and be part of that. Yeah. But, like, the Oilers don't do those things. Like, even the Eskimos at least try. Mm -hmm. Right? But the Oilers, like, they'll do their their community outreach, and you can sign up um, for, like, to have the Oilers come in. Elementary school. And so I sent it to a couple friends to teach elementary, and they were like, oh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to sign up. And I was like, "Ah, yeah. I hope Aaron does. Um, (laughs) And Reva, too. And Riva too. I yeah, I hope I hope they do, and I hope neither one of them gets Lucic. <laughs> Just saying, um, he might scare the kids. Um, <laughs> well, Hunter for sure will. Yes. So, or as my niece calls him, a bad kitty. She is not wrong. She's not wrong. She's and what, like three? She's gonna be three in November. Yeah, she knows how it is. That's is a terrifying cat. And tomorrow, I, I was talking to my sister because we're going to the open practice tomorrow. And I was like, oh no, Hunter's gonna be there a hundred percent. And is your niece coming? Yeah. Oh, fun. We're going to try to go early and get as close to the, as the glass, because my niece is obsessed with Connor McDavid. She calls him my Connor brother. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. If you guys follow Kelsey on Instagram, she always has great, like, Insta stories with her niece. They're oh. phenomenal. She's the cutest kid. She's so freaking cute. And she's, like, she's so chatty. She never shuts up. It's amazing. <laughs> So if we get her close to the guy, like she, we're really just going for her because she will love it. We took her to the skills. Yeah. And the only thing she didn't like was how loud some of the announcements were. Yeah. So we had to like cover her ears at times. And Hunter the Bad Kitty. As soon as she <laughs> saw him, she was like on alert, like checking over <laughs> her shoulder all day after that. We're like, no, Bad Kitty's gone. Bad Kitty's gone. Oh, that's cute. But we're, yeah, because if she sees Connor, she'll have, like, a freak out, and it's going to be great. So it, like, runs in the family, is what you're saying? 
Um, I resent that. <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> I was there once. <laughs> but okay, so like the training camp, the open practice thing, right? Like Vegas, and obviously Vegas is like working to build a fan base, right? And yeah. I get that. But like all of their practices thus far have been open. Yeah. And they've been full. Like wherever they're practicing, whatever their facility is, like the stands are full, mm-hmm. which is so cool. I asked um, somebody that I know here if they were going to the earliest practice. I go, it's not open till the weekend. And I was like, of course it's not. Yeah, like it's so ridiculous. Well, we used to, me. to go to like the development camp ones in Sherwood Park. Yeah. but when it's we were so kids. it's so ridiculous to me that they like just close off and don't want to have. You know, especially after especially last tra- year's run. And especially training camp when, like, that might be literally the only time that there are people in the city who could, like... Afford to go. Afford to go. Yeah. But it's very entitled. On. It's it the entitlement in way they feel that, you know, they don't have to do anything to give back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really, really bothers me. Yeah. And so, like, and that... So I was saying to my dad, we were talking about the painting thing last night, and I was saying to him, like, that comment that Connor made. That's, like emblematic of the organization yeah and i don't i don't blame connor at all no because he's he can't do anything no right no there's nothing that he can do but yeah like just the fact that like there's this this divide between them yeah and it like it's further intensified when you know fans aren't allowed to like engage with the people that they're fans of yeah and that just seems well, even really wrong to me. The organization myself, I was talking to my friend Malcolm about this. I don't know why it's the Malcolm show tonight, today. But um, his wife's cousin was a part of the social media team for the Oilers. And there was more than one person? Yeah. I don't believe that. And she <laughs> she worked in Vancouver first with the Canucks. Okay. And then Edmonton brought her over. And she said that the change was so dictatorial here they couldn't engage with the players if they saw them in the halls. They couldn't say hello to them. For real. That's like a toxic work environment. Yeah. Because, like, at the end of it all, the players are employees. And mm-hmm. if you're working on the social media team, you're also an employee of the organization. Yeah. And, and sometimes they would want to be like, there's this thing, can we get a snap of you for whatever? And she said in Vancouver, they just, if they needed a charity thing, they'd go down to, like, I don't know, fucking Sadine. They'd be like, yeah, I'll be there, 2 p.m., okay. But they could talk to them directly. Well, and I know, like, the others do, they have, like, their community, and this this is the other thing, too, maybe, that's part of the problem. Like, they have the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation, which, yeah. for better or for worse, is a thing. And they do lots of great work, but there are things about it that just drive me up the wall. One of them is inner city high school. Yeah. For reasons that... I, we do not have enough time to get into today because you have a dinner reservation at 6.30 and it's already 4 o'clock. And we have a secret project. We have a secret project we need to work on, but I could talk about how much I hate it for like three hours. Yeah. Um, so they do community outreach stuff and I think it's great that they do, but their community outreach sucks. Yeah. In comparison to like other... And I think that comes back to the idea that in a Canadian market, you don't have to try. Well, and you have to look too. Like it, the same thing in Montreal, like... I mean, P.K. Subban got run out of town because he'd agreed to donate $10 million to the Children's Hospital without checking with the team first. And that's not the only reason, the but, only that, reason. but that played a pretty significant role in that. Because they would wanted to say the Montreal Canadiens, P.K. Subban. Yeah. Center for... Or whatever, yeah. But yeah. who don't read good. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that was, that was totally part of the problem, was that yeah. he had sort of, like, circumvented... The, the state, the, as it were. The, yeah, the structure that he was supposed to. And I think, I don't know, I don't know enough about, like, what happens in Toronto. Um, except that, like, you know, I don't everything think Austin impacts could do Toronto. anything wrong right now. No. He could sneeze. 
in a fucking kid's face. Yeah. And be like, well, I'm sure the kid deserved it. Yeah. Or like, oh, now you have his DNA. Do something good with it. Like, <laughs> now you have or... H1N1. Good luck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how will this affect the Leafs? I don't know. Um, but no, I just, I find, I don't know. And so, okay, so obviously Vancouver, like, it's a little bit different. Calgary, it seems to me that there's a little bit more engagement, you know. And, and the ability, at least, like, players will respond. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that here is just, like, it's just from the top down. Like, no, you can't say anything. You're well, not there was to. Calgary Flames players in the um, Calgary Pride this year, which was great. Yeah. And since Ference and Scrivens have left. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Right? So... So there's that, that autonomy that doesn't exist. Yeah. Also, somehow, speaking of, like, training camp, I forgot that Brian Boyle was in New Jersey, and then I was like... I saw that, and I was like, wait. I know. What? Oh. He's alive? I, re- <laughs> I remember that that happened, and then I was like, and I'd totally forgotten about it, and then, like, Amanda Stein's Insta story, and yeah. I was like, oh, this is the best day of my life. That's <laughs> <laughs> very exciting. I don't really know why I'm holding out. I should just go buy a Devil's jersey. Um, okay. Okay. Update. Chris has been to Cowboys Stadium. Oh, okay. That's why I was texting him. Okay. Because he went to um, Dallas last year. Remember, he went to, like, some basketball games and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't sure, because I'm a great wife, if he had been to Cowboys Stadium, but he has. Yeah, it's cool. I'd like to go there sometime. So, yeah. Um, Oilers, stuff up your game. Somebody on Twitter today was asking a question. Um, if you could appoint one Oilers Twitter user to run the Oilers social media accounts, like, who would it be? And Kelsey, on Twitter, sent me the tweet and was like, because <laughs> <laughs> she uses the Twitter, apparently, and she's like, ah, me. Um, and someone suggested, like, I suck at picking. Um, I think he and I could do a great collab I think you could, and he would be very good at, like, engaging with people. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure all of the work that he's put into, like, his photoshops and stuff... I don't think the Oilers have ever acknowledged him once. No, I don't think so. Like, he's been on TSN. Yeah. He's done the work. The TSN people, like, love him. Yeah, now. he's done work for guys at TSN. Yeah. Um, and then, great. like, and he did that, like, the wicked NHL 18 cover with Connor well, on and it. he had that one that went viral this week yeah. with Northlands moving down. <laughs> down to highway. Calgary. It was great. Oh, it was so funny. But, like, the team itself will not acknowledge that he exists. And I know. I know, too. Suck. And... Maybe it was their own fault, but I know Oilers Nation at one point in time got a cease and desist from the NHL. What? Because of the Oilers. Because they had used, like, an Oilers logo or a modified logo in, like, something on their site. The look that Kelsey's giving me right now, like, you, <laughs> you know, like, the eye-rolling emoji is, like, that. But it's stuck. With also the <laughs> gritted teeth <laughs> at the same time. Um, yeah, so they got a cease and desist. I can't remember how many years ago that was, but yeah, they got a cease and desist from the NHL, um, from their legal department about whatever and they were like whoops oops and so now they've like you know got their oil drop but that's all they've got yeah um yeah i but i find that really interesting that like you just just, can't have any fun with it like it's so frustrating it's super frustrating the one positive i'll give them is their high-res photos on their instagram stories are beautiful Mm, yeah they're real great they're beautiful got some texted to me today (laughs) I feel real bad about forgetting about Oscar, so yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make up be for it. Do you also want to stop dreaming about him? Is that like part of your? Well, then I had me and my sister both had dreams the same night, Thursday night, Friday morning, about Connor. And in all of our dreams about Connor, he's an asshole. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. Maybe it's the persona that JJ's trying to create for him. I don't he know. Comes off that way. But even when he had like that EA commercial, so funny. I didn't think it was funny at all. I think it's funny that like he did it. It's but, just 
is painful for me. Oh, but it's not like... If, I, I have such he secondhand was, embarrassment, I know, but he though. was better at that than Jordan Everly ever was in those ATV commercials. That's true. I will so, give him that. And he was better at that than Taylor Hall was in those, like, whatever the commercials that he was doing. Crystal Glasses. Crystal was. Glass, yeah. Um, oh, boy. Those are real painful. Mm-hmm. There's... <laughs> they're, like, not everybody can be P.K. Subban. That's true. Right? Like, and what I love about PK in terms of, but like, But my pers- problem is that I think, Con- Con- I feel like Connor's being forced to do this. Yeah. And he's so not who he no. is. Like, right? so, no. Like, no, but you know, like, no. But is there anyone on the team who should be doing that? I'm just gonna say yes, you pull your RV. Um, I was thinking, like, but, like, in terms of, like, personality. Pat a lot of personality. Yeah, I listened to him, like, read a script on, like, a Sherwood Ford. It's real bad. It's hard, yeah. And it was, like, literally a phone call. It was awful. Yeah. Um, and I just keep thinking back to, like, the bit where he doesn't play school, so, like, I just can't. I know, it's really funny. (laughs) Um. But that's, like, a real person, right? Yeah. But it's just, I like, but then you look at someone like P.K. Subban and he's, you know, like, you pointed out to me on yeah. Sunday last week that um, last year he was, like, the only one of the Predators at the Tennessee Titans, like, home opener or whatever. Yeah. And this year it wasn't the whole team, but it was, like, it was a lot it was of like them. It like, 20 of them. Yeah. Which is awesome. All came along. Yeah. Roman Yossi did the thing. Yeah, like, it Thank was... Thank you, P.K., for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to make a list of all of these people, I think. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just for you. I don't know. I'll just, like, text you pictures once in a while. Um, but, you know, like, the fact that they're out there, you know? And, like, how cool would it be to see the Oilers at, like, an Eskimos game? Oh, right. They wouldn't. Well, I did see... Um, okay, but... Neil Yakupov Okay, once. but, like, on the field. Like, that's what I mean. As a part I'm not, of the experience. Yeah, yeah. Not, not just, like, there. Because, I mean, I used to see, like, Matt Hendricks at, like, Golden Bears football games and stuff yeah. with his kids. Um, and, like, say what you will about Matt Hendricks and, like, not being a great hockey player. At least he was, like out good doing dude. stuff yeah you know and you could like see him around um but yeah like it's interesting that the oilers just have this aversion to personality yeah and like when someone starts to show personality they're like oh you're gone we can't have this yeah it's really um, frustrating that's why i want tell all books oh god me too i really want i want to know like the water bottle incident just onwards i feel like we could do the well we could not do the interviewing who do we know who could do the interview? Dan Rice. Dan Rice! Yay! <laughs> Avery could probably do it. Avery could. Avery could do it. Yeah. He's got some connections. Good. But, like, but and I'm, when I say that about personality, like, it's very clear who I'm talking about. But, like, mm. the off-season, like, whatever happened between, like, April of 2015 and the fall, something shifted. Yeah. And he came back and was, like, a person. Mm-hmm. With actual personality. And that, what, that, you know, with that goal that got called back or whatever, and... And he was upset about it and you know in the video review and he was just like yeah he's like i understand where the refs are coming from he's like i wouldn't want to admit i was wrong in front of eighteen thousand people either. yeah i remember that and that was just a very interesting candid thing to say yeah but it was kind of about that time that like opinions started to shift as well which i thought was really interesting mm-hmm. um and so then maybe that's just an organizational thing where the others don't like i think it is and i think it's a damn shame it is because like even aaron Rodgers, right like I know you don't love Aaron Rodgers, like I love Aaron Rodgers, but like I have nothing against him. His Instagram is one of my favorite things. Like in, during the preseason, he was giving away tickets in like and even in cities where when they were like playing preseason games away, and yeah. he was like he would take a picture and he's like you know thirty five feet from this location is you know a pair of tickets or four tickets. 
you know, first person to get there and then find me, you know, we'll get the tickets or whatever. And, like, he would then, like, post pictures of him and, like, the winners and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, like, just engaging that little bit with people Fancy. and, like, recognizing that the reason that he's got this job and gets paid all this money is because there are ordinary people who spend their hard-earned money to come to, and watch him play. Go. yeah. And that's why I felt so sickened by the Connor Portrait situation. Because how hard would it have been for them to be like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Come to practice this day and we'll get Connor to sign it. Yeah. It takes five minutes. It takes yeah. five fucking minutes to yeah. be nice. Yeah. And she had to go that disgusting roundabout way. Yeah. And- to get it done. <sighs> and like, for them to just, to and to just acknowledge that like, it acknowledge was done. Her. Like it made TSN, it made NBC Sports, yeah. it made ESPN. And and NHL.com. I know two people have been on NHL.com oh now. Oh my god, But like, but, and it made like ESPN Sports yeah. and, you know, Bar Down and fucking Barstool, as gross and garbage as they are, they talked mm. about it. And then like the Oilers were like, nothing. Like dead silent about it. And that's, in, and there were other teams talking about, talking about it. Yeah. And like, dead silence. And like, what's she gonna, it's literally a one of a kind painting. Yeah. Like, it's not like someone wouldn't figure out if she was trying to make money off of his autograph. Which she's not. No. She just wanted, you know, him to sign it because that's super cool. Yeah. Just, like, him signing a jersey. Yeah. It's, right? Like. Yeah. Uh, I'm so really angry about it. I yeah. think it's very gross. I think it is, too. And, like, and it's unfortunate. Like, and I, I'm just I'm thinking about, like, the Yankees, too, right? Like, with Aaron Judge and whatever. Um, there's, like, a section of seats at Yankee Stadium called the Judges' Chambers. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how it all works, but, like, that's super cool. And it's, like, and people, they, they get their robes and they have gavels. Like, it's super awesome. <laughs> but, like, yeah, they really do. It's I really great. It. But, like, it's just another method of fan engagement and making people feel like, you know, that, you know, what they like and what they value about the team is important. Yeah. And it's not just about the bottom line. Um, but, yeah, I don't know so frustrating it really really is but like on the i guess on the topic of like teams doing good things the vegas golden knights their social media game is like on point it's so good it's phenomenal they burned the kings real hard well it wasn't that hard to do i know but it was like (laughs) it was a good burn yeah i'm a jaw dropped i was like yeah whoa yeah (laughs) <laughs> but even they, when they first started, when they signed that, that kid, whatever his name was, and they had him, like, playing soccer Duke, by himself, yeah. like, it's just, like... Was his name Duke? Yeah, I don't remember. But just to... Read Duke. Read Duke. Yeah, so just to start that, and that's yeah. how they started, and it's just, like, gone uphill from there. It's been so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I wish that, like, other organizations, like the Edmonton Oilers, would take a cue from that and, like, be part of that. Be part of the public sphere and their fandom. Yeah. And recognize that, like, your fans... Your fans are the reason that, you yeah. know, you have people in the seats. Mm-hmm. Right? Like... Well, I'm sure they think businesses are the reasons we have fans in the lower bowl. Um, and that sounds like what Tier you would one. say at the Air Canada Centre, which is now Tier Scotiabank one. Place or whatever. To be fair, the mini pack that Jill and I bought is in the lower bowl. That's nice. But it's only four. There's only four games because it's all good for it. <laughs> and it was expensive. Yeah. For four games. It was $820 per ticket for yeah. four games. That's a lot of money. It is. But I get to go see the Devils. I hate you so much. And the Avalanche and the Flyers and another team that I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Me? I think we're going to the Flyers game, too. Yeah? Because my sister's husband's cousin plays on the team. Oh. Jordan Wheel. Interesting. 
Nice. You get like friends and family tickets that way? God, no. No? I've never met this person. So? We're just going. That's cool. Um, that was a lot of sports. Let's it never was. do that again. Should we go to like questions? Do we have anything else to talk about? I don't. I, really don't. Know. I don't really either. Okay. I just I did want to say uh, my garbage thing was like obviously it's Aaron Judge, um, <laughs> and the reason that it was is because the other night Thursday night he had two home runs for forty two and forty three on the year, um, and he only I don't know what he's done today I haven't really been paying much attention um, but he only has six more to tie Mark McGuire's rookie. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, which I hope he does. That'd be kind of great. Or like That's great. does fifty to like wipe McGuire off the record books. Fair as he needs to be. Um, but it was just I was watching his swing on on number 43 and it was just like pure poetry and i was thinking about how fun it is to watch people who really enjoy what they're doing do that thing yeah like just in general it's just a, such it's, a sense of joy it is and then you get like the secondhand joy from watching them do the thing yeah um and like last night i went out and took a bunch of pictures um of the northern lights which i didn't really know was going to be a thing i was just going to go do some like stars and then all of a sudden i was like oh was surprise like, Laura. so like a thousand <laughs> photos later i came yeah. home um and it was awesome and I really wish that I had been there with somebody mm-hmm. just to, like, share Be that. like, oh, Yeah. Because, oh, like, yeah. I had, like, the dumbest smile on my face for probably an hour and a half. Because I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. And yeah. I was like, oh, this sucks that there's no one else here. Well, it ticked me off because I was literally outside all night for, yeah. like, five hours and didn't see any of it. Yeah. And then they got real faint and sort of disappeared. Yeah. As soon as I left the school at 11.35. Yeah. They were gone. Yeah, yeah, they kind of died down on that, because I, I left about 12.15 and came home, so, and then I edited some stuff last night, but yeah, like, it was just, I was just thinking about that, how fun it is to watch people do things that they love. Uh-oh. I asked my husband, have you been to Cowboy Stadium? He said yes. I said, what was it like? He said, huge. I never went inside, though. And I said, well, then you lied. And he said, I have been to it, though. <laughs> no, you haven't been inside, that doesn't count. No, that's true. This is a count, Chris. I agree. I agree. Long distance relationship bullshit. Okay. Um, we have lots of questions. You want to do them? Yeah, I have one from Malcolm to start us off. Okay. Um, he said, if the flames move, this is a um, multiple choice question. Who should he cheer for? A, San Jose. B, move to WHL, so Rebels, I guess. Or the Hitmen. Well, they live in Sylvan Lake. Okay, so Rebels, yeah, okay. Pick a KHL team because they're on my streaming site that he just bought a subscription for. Or D, abandon hockey like an abandoned Calgary. <laughs> oh, D, 100%. <laughs> um, just fill that void with something better, like baseball. Yeah. Or can just continue to watch Celtic kick ass like they did today. Yeah, there you go. Um... Okay, we're going to do the sports questions first, because I hate them when people ask us sports questions. Who's going to have... You called this a sports podcast, Megan. It's your fault. <laughs> I know. Who is going to have more shots in 2017 and 2018, uh, Jokinen or Strom? I think if what happens is what people think is going to happen, and Strom's going to get a lot of looks up on Connor's wing, I think Strom's going to have more shots. Who's Jokinen going to play with? <laughs> A pylon? I have no idea. I haven't. Oh, I don't. It's strange. I don't even. What position does he play? Forward. <laughs> no. Yes. I don't know. I think he's a winger. Um. I legitimately do not know. I wrote a piece for the Oilers rig about uh, just who is Brad Malone, and I yeah. legitimately thought it was Ryan Malone who like played in Pittsburgh for yeah. a while. But it's not. It's his cousin. 
Um, and I was like, I was like looking, expecting to read about like his DUI or whatever, or, like the thing. And I was like, oh, this isn't the same person. <laughs> yeah, I was looking through the Instagram like camp photos, mm-hmm. and I was like, is it? Wait, that's not Oli Okunen. No. Who the fuck is this guy? Uh, and also, I wrote a thing about Ryan Stanton. Did I write? The th- I think I wrote the thing about Ryan Stanton. Yeah. Didn't even know who he was. Like legit, did not know. There's a um, lot of names this yeah. year. So I don't know what happens in training camp because I don't care. Um, who's going to make the team? All of the guys who were on the team last year. <laughs> and probably Chris Kelly because, you know. Because Chia. Yeah. And, like, that's it. That's all I know. I I'd know super like JJ to be on it. Yeah. I'd super like Yessie to be on it because I'm so <laughs> fascinated with how cute Yessie is. <laughs> He's just so perfect and pinchable oh i love him he's quite adorable he's so cute um so i'm gonna say ryan strom because he's probably gonna play on mcdavid's wing more than yokanen will play with mcdavid and i think that just by virtue of that you're gonna get (laughs) throws me off lots of you're gonna get lots of lots of opportunities on offense um kelsey changed the lock screen on her phone to ask her club bomb just now today scaring me um so scott wants to know when oh that question sorry it was from pickle rick that's a good question Oh, is that like a Rick and Morty joke? Uh, probably. Okay. Um, Scott wants to know, when will the Winter Garden be ready? Uh, probably oh, never. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot about that. Hopefully soon, though. I think the idea, I think the concepts are really cool. Like we were talking yeah. about before. Like, just the fact that, you know, there's Bring development. Bring stuff and, downtown. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully soon. Hopefully I don't know. Soon. I don't know if it is contingent upon that big tower being done. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure I don't know where it would be. I don't know what it would do, but. But I think once it's done, I think, like, the idea of it is pretty cool. Yeah, me too. Um, So that's good. Amanda wants to know, what is the best time of year to come up and see the Northern Lights? Because she's never seen them. Apparently last night (laughs) was a real good time. Uh, May was really good. Uh, Last August was really good. I think any time between, like, October and March is prime, just because we have so much darkness. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's obviously, like, contingent on, like, you know, solar activity or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. If you're up here long enough, like, if you came up here for, like, a week, there's a pretty good chance, good chance you'd get, yeah. like, a couple nights worth of... And, actually, and now that I've gone out and done this, I found this really interesting. Now that I've gone out and done this a lot, um, I'm pretty good at spotting them before they're, like, really super visible. Mm. Like, when they're just really low on the horizon, you can kind of, like... It looks like there's a bit of, like, really light haze just kind of above the tree line. Yeah. And then you, I, like, take a picture of it, and then it shows up a little bit green. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. There, there we, we go. go. Yeah. Because last night, people were like, oh, it's too bad they're gone. I'm like, they're not. <laughs> like, they're literally south of us now. <laughs> like, yeah. they're literally everywhere. But they weren't, like, super, super bright, and so yeah. people thought that it was just, like, clouds and stuff. But anyway. So, yeah, come, come on over, Amanda. Just come and visit. Come visit. She wants to know which is our favorite... She also wants to know which is our favorite... Um, Connor from the NHL 18 promo. And hers is Statsky Connor, which I thought was probably the funniest bit of the whole thing. It was the course of yeah. that was funny. I think it's funny at the end where he's the fidget spinner. Because he's a child. He's, he's a tiny child. Yeah. yeah, I loved the fidget spinner. That was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. It would have been funnier if he wouldn't have known how to do it. That would have made it even better somehow. Yeah. 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 Um, Jess wants to know favorite team, if not the Oilers, and favorite player, if not Taylor Hall. Mm. Favorite team? I don't know. I say Jersey. Yeah, I watch a lot of Jersey games. I see. I would have said the Sharks, but then Nine the more. Patrick Marlowe thing. So Patrick Marlowe is my favorite hockey player, who's not Taylor Hall and Sidney Crosby. Hang on. It's but. Las Vegas. Probably. 
It's going to have to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, my top three favorite hockey players are um, Patrick Marlowe and Sidney Crosby and Taylor Hall, and they all play in the Eastern Conference now. <laughs> so... you got to move to Cape Breton, man. For all of the reasons, yeah, I should. Um, no, well, no, because in hockey would be on... Yeah, no, that'd be okay, because in hockey would be on at, like, 6 o'clock. That'd be good. Um, yeah, those are my three favorites, so... Yeah. None of the Oilers are my favorites. And I know people are like, oh, Connor's my favorite player. It's just not. Wayne Gretzky wasn't even my favorite player, so... But yeah, I kind of feel that way too because sure you can rely on them, but just like with well, and yes and no to that, but there's just a lack of personality there. Yeah, I really like Dry. What? I really like Dry. Brand new information to me. Mm. <laughs> uh, Jess also wants to know. God, she's got so many questions. It's so good. She also wants to know um, what got us interested in hockey. My dad. Mine too. My dad plays hockey still. Like My dad does too. And it was just always a thing. And then we had season tickets when I was a little kid until I was about like seven. Yeah. So I got to go to some games and, you know. And the Oilers were really good when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So that made it really easy to like be a fan. Yeah. Because they won their last Stanley Cup when I was seven. And so like it was really easy to like cheer for them because yeah. they were good. Which is why it's like so interesting young people now. Because they won't have, you know, the memories of the decade of darkness like we will. No. Because they'll pick better teams. <laughs> They're not even really Oilers fans. <laughs> but no. it's true that there's lots of kids like at school and stuff who aren't Oilers fans. Like they're hockey fans, but they yeah. are Penguins fans or Blackhawks fans or Kings fans because like it's easy to follow those kind of teams because they were winning. Yeah, right? well, and they get so much airtime too. Yeah. Um, also from Jess, best advice for her starting a new job on Monday. That's a good question. New jobs are very hard. New jobs are hard. Um, I don't know. It's, my advice is... Firm handshake with everyone you meet. Yeah, that's good. My general advice is it's going to be really fucking hard. So just don't be hard on yourself. Yeah. Take it slow. Yeah, there's going to be... Do as much as you can. There's going to be things that, like, you don't know how to do. And, you know, ask for help. And don't, like... Yeah, exactly. Don't hero it. Just do your best. Um, but good luck, Jess. Yeah. Well, I talked to her yesterday, and she's pretty excited about the opportunity, so... That's great. Yeah, it'd be good. But I would also say, like, firm handshake. And, like, don't take any shit from anybody. No. Not at all. Figure out what your job is, and say no. Yeah. Say, say no to people. Um, From Mike, he says, Do you kind of wish Joe Cates ended up moving the Oilers just for the petty thrill of seeing Edmonton mainstream media cry forever? Yes. Well, yes and no, because guess what? There wouldn't be an Edmonton mainstream media anymore. That's, well, It'd but... It'd be gone immediately. Does that mean that people like Dan Paperclip would not have platforms to write? Because I would be all for that change. I don't know what he would write about then. Education. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so speaking no, Mike. Of, no. Speaking of... <laughs> Somebody sitting at this kitchen table right now got blocked by David Staples on Twitter, and it was the best feeling in the world. How did you find out? Um, because somebody had retweeted something that he said, and I had him muted for a long time because I didn't particularly care. But, you know, in the spirit of things, I would occasionally check in and see what kind of tomfoolery he was spouting. And um, I went and clicked on this thing because of the reaction that the person who had retweeted it was. And it was like, you were blocked from seeing this status. And I was like, I have arrived! <laughs> I was very excited. <laughs> uh, 
what was the reaction? Was it a sports thing or an education thing? I would assume an education thing, but I also haven't, like, added him in years. Like, since I invited him to come and join me in my classroom to see yeah, what it was really like to be. I, I quote it every once in a while, but usually it's just, like... Like, fuck you. Yeah, but usually I'm, I think he just name searches, to be perfectly honest. Well, didn't he say he's, like, thousands of people muted? Yeah. How? Yeah. <laughs> how do you have the time? Well, like... If you have 45,000 people muted, how do you have people who follow you? Like, I don't... And how do you not take any reflection upon why you have 40,000 people muted? Yeah. Like, how can you be so obtuse? Well... I know. White man. Lots of things. Move on. Um, The Peter Principle, also for Mike. The Peter Principle. The first name of the Oilers GM is Peter. Discuss. You know the Peter Principle? I know. That's a very odd statement. The Peter Principle is a concept in management theory... I'm, I'm so ready because I was I was pretty sure you didn't know. Okay. Um, it's a concept in management theory for, formulated by Lawrence Peter and published in 1969 and states that the selection of a candidate for a position is based on the candidate's performance in their current role rather than on abilities relevant to the intended role. So that's the Peter principle. Okay. That you're cho- Which kind of makes sense, right? You're chosen for a job based on what you can do, not necessarily what you're going to be able to do. But I disagree do. because Milan Lucic is the opposite equation. Yeah. So, but, so the other general manager's name is Peter. He's running off of that. Is he, is he running off of the fact that he won a Stanley Cup with a basically pre-built roster? And he's bringing those people over to our team? Like Milan Lucic and, oh, Chris Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, Mike. Maybe he just likes people named Chris. Maybe. That's what he should have done. should change his name. Um, <laughs> um, there you go, Mike. There's our answer. I feel like you can read between the lines on that one. Yeah. Uh, if somebody's performing above their pay grade or below their pay grade, it might be the general manager. Um, what's the all-time best running gag from Arrested Development? I thought a lot about this, and I don't... I think her... Yeah. That's my favorite one. But I was also thinking about The Office then. Just other, like, running gags. I think my favorite thing on The Office is Toby. Oh, And how much Michael hates Toby. For Toby. <laughs> like, at the roast like, of Michael Scott, when Toby, when, when he stands up and, like, Toby comes up to it and he's like, no, no, friends only. And Toby's like, okay. <laughs> and just goes and sits down. Yeah. It's like, whatever. <laughs> Love it. Um, from Amanda, FMK. It's a good one. Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool, pre-disfigurement. Okay. Ryan Reynolds in The Proposal. Okay. And Ryan Reynolds in Women in Gold. I don't know what that is. It's I think it's the movie about um with Helen Mirren, but like the painting. I it's like to returned to um or she wants she wants this painting of her aunt like returned to her family and it was stolen like by the Nazis. Premise doesn't really matter. <laughs> I think that's the movie that it's about though. But um Women in Gold? Yeah. I need image search here. Oh, he's very nerdy in that. Does he have he's glasses? glasses. Ooh, let me see. Okay. Um. What I would do is proposal one, Deadpool two. Oh no, we're FMK. We're not ranking them. Yeah. Mm, see, that's hard. I think you. I don't know anything about the dude in Women in Gold, so I'm gonna kill him. Uh, I'm gonna marry proposal. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I really don't like Deadpool at all. I loved it. I thought it was great. I didn't think it's so I'd like the least amount of time I have to spend with that person, the better. Okay, fair enough. 
So I, I think I'm, we're still the same answer. Yeah. Just my justification is it's different. different. Yeah. 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 My reason, my rationale is not that at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Fair. Um, Jess also wants to know best wedding story. Yeah. I read and so, all her responses. Yeah. So like um, best story involving you at a wedding, not necessarily like yours. Um, but everyone always has a good story of them at a wedding. I remember going to one. I don't remember whose it was. It's a friend from high school. Um, and me and like three of my girlfriends, we did not want to have any part in the bouquet toss. So we like stood at the very back and when she tossed it, it went really far, like to where we were standing. And so we all just like dropped <laughs> just four of us, just, like boom on the ground and it just fell behind us. Beautiful. <laughs> it was great. My wedding was really fun. I think it didn't involve me. So this is a non-answer to your question. Was it Jess or Amanda? Jess. It was Jess. Jess. My friend Rishi, whose birthday is today by happenstance, he and Chris did a video where it was, you know, they do like wedding videos of like, here's our love story, but it didn't have me in it. It was Rishi playing me (laughs) and he was in this mermaid blonde wig. Oh yeah. And like talked like this, except for one point where he was like something about like what I liked about Chris or something like that. And it's like, oh, he's got a really great heart and a really good smile and a really great ass. And he like went to his own voice. <laughs> oh, that was funny. It was so, and we like, That's I hadn't good. seen it. No one had seen it. Just they two had done it. That's awesome. It was really funny. There was That's a lot good. of like fun stuff. At our to be wedding. honest, like I've enjoyed my friend's weddings and stuff, but I don't have any like great, because, like, that's my, if, like, if you know my friends whose weddings I've been to, that's not how we roll. Although my friend Jane, when they got married, we went to, we cleaned up after the reception, and then we went to Denny's yeah. at, like, 2.30 in the morning, like, wedding dress and all. That's nice. It was good. That was fun. I got to do the best man speech at Malcolm's wedding, oh, which nice. was really fun. That's exciting. Because his, him and his friend Peter shared it, and Peter's a very emotional guy. Yeah. And he was, like, he was, like, crying, and he was, like... You know, there's someone else who needs to be up here to help me with this speech. And he called me up and, like, no one else knew it. I had just told Chris a day before. Yeah. Like, no one knew. And I'm so not that way. So my speech was, like, super funny and, like, insulting to Malcolm. <laughs> so it was such a funny juxtaposition of us two. And people still say, like, oh, my God, I was thinking about your speech the other night. That's funny. It was really fun. Um, Nobody likes me enough to have asked me to speak at their wedding. I've never been in a bridal party. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be. So, I I, I, which I feel like my friends tomorrow. know that. So, like, I appreciate that they haven't made me say no. Yeah. Because I would be like, mm, no thanks. It's a lot of... That's well, it's just, all just a lot of bullshit. It's not my jam. And I've literally skipped everybody that I know who's gotten married. Like, all of my girlfriends have skipped their, like, stagettes and their bridal showers. Because I... And with some people, I, like, made up excuses why I didn't want to go. And then other people, I was like, I'm not coming. Yeah. It's not you. I'm just not going to be there. There's just so much... Yeah, I yeah. Know. it's a lot of. We talked about that before. It's um, Flub wants to know why are people still wearing fedoras? I would say ask Avery, but he wears a trilby and he'll get mad if I say ask Avery. It's I a good question though. People are gonna be people. Why you gotta hate? That's my response. We can wear whatever the fuck they want. It's true. It's just a hat. Men used to wear fedoras to go to work. Hats it's- used to be like a social norm to not wear a hat was weird. It's true. So it's all fine. Why do people wear stupid flat snapback hats? Those are ugly as fuck. They really are. I'm going to criticize fedoras, which have style and structure. (laughs) I'm sorry. Kels is a little salty today. I don't know if anyone can tell. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's any other questions. I felt like there was like a question. 
Um, oh, I did want to ask you something. You wanted um, to ask me something? I wanted to ask you a question because this is a discussion I got into yesterday on the Twitter machine. How do you feel about subscription services like The Athletic? Hiring practices like notwithstanding. We can talk about that some other time. I'm fine with it. Do you think that it's a viable business? Yeah. Why? That's how newspapers got started. And I know that's a dying business, mm-hmm. but it's, how is it any different from HBO? How is it any different from Netflix or Hulu? If you have good shit, people will pay money to keep that good shit. Well, I was thinking about it in terms of, like, Patreon, right? And how, like... Like, I watch Crash, watch crash Course videos all the time. I contribute to Patreon. Um, and I like the idea that if you want to, yeah. you know, for something like Crash Course, you can, you know, pay. Mm-hmm. And then other people don't have to if they don't really feel like it. I've contributed as well. Um, but it was just a really interesting conversation about, like, this business model about how, you know, the subscription service might not work. And the people that I was talking to, I think they were looking at it as, like, a specifically, like, hockey thing and hockey is a niche i'll be very honest like in a lot of ways like the the hockey media market is a niche but it's also an entertainment business it is an entertainment business but like the athletic is not just about hockey it's about all of the sports yeah and like dave lozo's writing nfl predictions on the athletic detroit and i legitimately yeah legit subscribed because of that even before they announced like Willis and those guys for like writing about the Oilers and like Ken Wilson doing the flame stuff. I was like, yeah, I will pay eight dollars a month to for read Lozo's that content. for twenty one weeks of Lozo. Yeah, writing NFL predictions, um, because they were funny and I enjoyed it. And if you have good people and they yeah. create good stuff, then I'm fine with it. Yeah, well, and I think like the the other discussion was sort of like, should people who write and publish things on the internet, um be paid for their work of course they should of course they should like and that's sort of the thing like these these guys who have built up these audiences over time and you know they've worked really fucking hard yeah to get to a point where they have like a a loyal readership why shouldn't they be compensated for the work that they do exactly like i'm not saying that anyone deserves to pay me or that i deserve any money for my like brad malone piece because i wrote it in like 25 minutes and realized it wasn't ryan malone i was like oh cool <laughs> carried on um and same with like ryan stan i was like i don't know who this guy is but sure let's watch some video and make something up i don't deserve money for those things 100 mm-hmm. percent, i don't deserve money for them but like if there was the potential to like make a little bit of money mm-hmm. i'd be all over that right for like the work that i put in because I've written some stuff that I've put a considerable amount of work into. Yeah. Like time and research and whatever. We have a guy on our site who probably spends 10 hours on a post because of all of the meticulous research that he does. Mm-hmm. I would love for somebody to be like, hey, come write for us. Yeah. And get paid. because I mean, it would suck for us, but I think it would be great because he deserves, um, that, deserves that kind of compensation. Yeah. yeah. And I think that there are people who would want to pay for that kind of content. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a really interesting debate, that's all. Which is why we're happy to announce <laughs> that you can subscribe to the Garbage Fire Podcast <laughs> <laughs> for $9 a month. $9.87. That is a good number. Yeah, $9.87 a month. Um, you can uh, just email transfer the money and we'll figure it out. <laughs> you get nothing extra. Nothing. Because this is all we can do with our time. <laughs> yeah, we got nothing. We have a we'll special you project a... that I've spent five hours on. We'll, spe- we'll send so you a sticker about. whenever we get around to like, making them or whatever. Yes. Um, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. 
But no, really, if you want to, like, give us money, that'd be super. <laughs> we could, like, buy a better microphone or, like, pay... Make t-shirts. Pay to, like, get better software to record because yeah. other stuff's real expensive. Um, what else could we do? Go to Jersey, do a field trip. We could pay for, like, someone to edit our shit. Yeah. That'd be real nice. Do our website for us. Yeah. Do the Twitter so I don't have to and I can really <laughs> actually quit Twitter. She's never going to quit Twitter. I would really love to quit Twitter. Um, no, there's no subscription. But if you want to give us money, let us know. <laughs> if you run a business. And you want to advertise. Um, yeah, you want to advertise on us. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll, whatever, we're in. Let us know. And we're not trying to make any money off this whatsoever, though. We're still surprised that people are listening. And we're very appreciative of those of you who do. Yes. Because there is a lot of stuff out there on the internet that you could listen to. Mm-hmm. And what you have chosen to do for part of your time, like an hour and a half to two hours a week, is listen to us ramble about how much we love Taylor Hall. And we value that you value our opinion and hot takes. Yeah. Because they're real hot sometimes. Mm-hmm. I feel like today I went real hot about fedoras. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, there's and no also snapbacks. To that. And snapbacks, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so you can... Uh, Subscribe if you want. Well, no, you should. You should subscribe to us on, like, iTunes or whatever. What you should do is rate and review. That's what you should do. That'd be great. Because we would like to, you know. Positive rate and review, please. Positive rate. Yeah, if you don't have anything nice to say, like, don't say anything. Why are you listening? Yeah, we just don't care. Yeah. We love Taylor Hall. Our opinion's not going to change. No. You're not going to change our minds. Just move on. We love a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Very unironically. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, we are legitimate garbage for a lot of stuff. Yes. If you people could see our text messages, you would be horrified by the things that we love. I turned myself into Yessie Pulley, our sister today, so. <laughs> she really did. Um, it was great. That I was laughed. real fun for me. Real hard. Um, yeah, so you can find us, if you would like to, on um, iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or Google, Google Play. Play. I don't know where that is, but you can find us mm-hmm. there. You can follow us at a bunch of stuff, too. That's right. We have our email, which I have not checked in a... I check it pretty much daily. Okay. It's on my phone. Okay. I usually just delete the spam that comes in. That's Perfect. all there is. Uh, garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com is that. Our website is garbagefirepod.wordpress.com. You can sort of follow Kelsey on Twitter <laughs> at garbagefirepod. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you can tell the difference when it's me tweeting or when it's her tweeting. Because I'm generally just like, hey, we're recording, send us questions, or check out our new episode. Or sometimes I retweet something that I think needs to be yeah. shared. Uh, Kelsey's the one who engages with our fans. Um, all, like, 70 of you. Um, <laughs> which we appreciate. I and mean, we got a real treat for you coming up for, like, season opener week. Which we have to stop recording so we can practice. Yeah. Because I'm not having any anxiety, anxiety attacks. <laughs> she, she, I know, she shouldn't be, but she is. It was her idea, too, I will point out. I know. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at MIG14 if you want to. Um, unless you're David Staples. <laughs> then Which please you don't. clearly don't. Um, yeah, that's all we have for this week. We still have like 294 hours and 26 minutes to talk about Taylor Hall. Can't wait. And once I delete like 67 gigabytes of photos from my computer, that will go up. Yes. For eternity. Yeah. We'll probably, okay, there's two ways we'll stop the podcast. <laughs> A, we get him on it. Yeah. B, the day he retires. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so See you in 2032, everybody. <laughs> uh, so, if you would like this to stop before then, which like I can't imagine why you wouldn't want us to stop before then, send um, us an e transfer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Or uh, help us get Taylor on the podcast and then we'll stop. No, I don't want that either. (laughs) I think it has to happen before the thing at the beginning of the season because otherwise it'd just be mortifying. There's that that's that's impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> Just wait till October seventh. Oh my god, we are mark your goddamn calendars. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. Let us know if there's stuff you want us to talk about, or if you have questions, please ask. We do appreciate hearing from you. We, we do. really, really do. And like, if we had things to give you, we would, but we don't because yet. Yet we're working on it. Maybe, hopefully, very lazily and forgetfully, to be honest. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna practice this thing, we'll work on this thing that we're doing for whatever, and then we're also gonna, like, make a plan for selling stuff or something. Yes. So thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster. <laughs>